Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hey there, Soul Travelers. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell. And today we are going to be doing a live BQH session with fellow practitioner Amanda Wally. Now Amanda has been on the show with us before in the episode titled I Hear Angels. So definitely check that one out. But today is really unique and special because we're going to be doing a live session and you can come explore the quantum realms with us. When we drop into this episode, Amanda has already been induced and made connection to her higher self. So she will be in a hypnotic state and I'm going to be asking her all kinds of questions about what she's feeling, what she's seeing and hearing. We have some special visitors that drop into the session and some really profound messages for humanity. I know that this is going to deeply resonate for so many of you. And I hope that it answers some questions for those of you who are curious about what happens in a quantum hypnosis session. So without further ado, let's go exploring in the quantum realms with the higher self of Amanda Wally. Here we go. I see two oak trees. One is to my left and one is to my right. And everything feels like it's blue. Mm. That's very interesting. The the trees aren't blue. They look like normal trees. But it's just like the feeling I get about where I am. It's just like this um, feeling of blue. as your vision expands and you look around what else do you see today describe the scene as I'm there with you too what are we what are you looking at it's a long road in the middle of a forest and it's paved blacktop um, it looks like some sort of walking trail that feels like we're supposed to be moving forward. Let's go. Yeah, I just, yeah, I see a lot of trees as we move forward. Mm. How does this place feel? Is this a happy place? Or are there any emotions? I, I feel my heart chakra is like at the heart. It feels very light and joyful and playful. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't see anything that's calling to my attention just yet. Um, As we make our way to the end, there's an opening into a field. Mm. And there's crop circles. Oh, well, that's very interesting. I'd like to explore that. Before we explore that, though, I want you to look down. You said it the, the pavement, it was paved, the road, is that correct? Yes. And as you look down, you notice your feet. What's the first impression or feeling that you get when you look at your feet? Barefoot. Mm. Uh, I have a toe ring on. Feminine. Mm-hmm. Human. Um... And are they big or small feet? They're small. Um, I feel like I'm an, an adult. Mm-hmm. 
but they're like dainty, delicate feet. <laughs> and as you look up the body, what are you clothed in at this time? What are you wearing? What does that feel like? A dress. It's a very glowy dress. Mm -hmm. And I have a guitar strapped in my back. Mm. And my hair is very long and flowy. And you said that at the end of the road, there's a clearing and you see crop circles? Yes. Do you want to go and explore that with me? Yes. Okay, let's go over there. Can you tell me, have you seen these crop circles before? Or is this a place you come to often? Mm, How does that feel? It seems like we, we've just stumbled across this. We've never seen this before. Um, but this is a normal walking path. But this is the first time that there have been crop circles here. How does that make you feel? Is there any emotion that comes up? Like anxious, happy, sad, scared? And um, you see these. I feel very peaceful. It's like there's an inner knowing of what this is. Tell me about that. What is it? Um, it feels like... It's like this person that I am and this memory has felt out of place or left out or like she didn't belong and the crop circles are like the validation of there's something else out there mm -hmm. and maybe I'm not so weird hmm. um, what else do you notice around the crop circles do you see anything else is there in this field, is there any animals or other people? What else can you tell me about this place? It just feels like there's lights that I can see coming off of the inventions that have been created in the field. Mm -hmm. um, like I can visibly see the light. It's golden light. And there are symbols etched in within the light. And it's like the light is lifting up towards the sky. Mm -hmm. And as you follow the path of that light towards the sky, do you see anything um, in the sky? If you look up. Um, I see the ship. Okay. And is it, did you say it was nighttime or is it daytime? What does that feel? It's daytime. <laughs> That's fine. And you see the ship and you see these symbols in in the light. Can you tell me, do these symbols look familiar? Are they symbols that you recognize or is it? Um, so it's like light language symbols. They're angelic. Um, mm -hmm. It's direct source code. Information that has been given. And it's thought to be going down into the ley lines of Earth in this spot to mm -hmm. be received by Gaia and to reach the feet of the humans that would walk along this path. Um, As you look at this this ship have you oh i'm sorry i'm sorry as you look at the ship have you ever seen this before or encountered this ship before how does that feel to you familiar or is this something new so this ship is the galactic federation ship and it's a very large, almost like a golden city that is just floating up above this area of the crop circle. Um, it's very unusual. It's not like 
how you would think an alien ship would look. It just looks like a a floating golden city. Wow, that sounds amazing. What do you want to do with that? Do you, do you feel like you want to approach it or go towards it? Or what feels right for yeah. you to do? Yeah, I feel like I'm lifting off the ground and mm -hmm. kind of just floating up towards it. And there are no doors um, to get on the ship. It recognizes you vibrationally and you kind of are absorbed by it you like tell it's like a teleportion you just you teleport within the ship um and the first thing or the first person i see is commander commander ashtar um he has a blue shirt vest uniform very long golden almost silvery silvery golden hair mm -hmm. piercing piercing blue eyes does he say anything to you or gesture to you at all um there's some vib a vibrational exchange mm -hmm. um it feels a lot like divine father medicine um so it's like um feeling supported feeling welcomed i feel like i'm home and he says you are home this is your home and this place is one of many homes that you have held across time and dimension i'd like for you to do me a favor i want for you to look at your feet again now that we're on the ship what's mm -hmm. what, what do you see is it can you tell me when you look at your feet what do you see has anything changed um they're different uh i don't really have feet <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I do have angel wings interesting um, yeah mm -hmm. and something about there are seven earth angels I am one of seven earth angels that are within the galactic federation of light Um, and we're under a soul contract, which it's free will, but it's a contracted agreement. Me and this group of earth angels or angels who have come to earth, um, to do the work of the Galactic Federation. Um, but can you tell me about that right now? Like, what is the work right now or the mission right now that's so important? Um, paying attention to your place in space, feeling Gaia around you, the space of Gaia, the timelessness. You're losing the tracking of time. Mm -hmm. um, there's an increase of, like, being absorbed in the present moment. And what's needed by all, especially light workers, but all beings on Earth right now, is to pay attention to the presence of Gaia within and around you, focusing on the feet, the energy coming up through your feet, and also the feedback that you're sending down through the grid. There's mm -hmm. a lot of... Um, cleaning of the ley lines of earth a lot of ancient information is coming forward through the ley lines so ancient wisdom the library of alexandria has been coming forward um, this is a library that has been burned 
but the encoded information held within that library exists through the ley lines. And so when certain people are doing energy work for Gaia and sending light through the grid, they're able to receive some of that ancient encoded information and that's becoming more present, the ancient ways of being. That is what you will all need to return to is the ancient ways of being that the structures on your planets are failing and they're falling apart at the same time. And you're seeing it. You're seeing it all unfold before you. Um, and the more you can reunify with what you already know is true, the more you can unlearn, relearn, the better each one of you will feel. Where is this information feel like it's coming from? Are you, do you have a sense of knowing or is somebody telling you this information? Um, do you know? Let me ask. Who are you asking? Commander Ashar. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get a sense of if the information is from me, my angelic essence, or if it's coming from him or the ship. Mm -hmm. um, That's and fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm seeing a scroll, mm. Mm -hmm. a golden scroll, and it's in my hands. Um, And it's like they're trying to show that these words are coming from me. It's uh -huh. my own um, essence and understanding of the current energies and current trajectory for Earth at this time. I'd like to ask you more about the ship. Where Where is it? Are you going somewhere? Or where is the ship um, at right now? Um, so it's outside of Earth in your present time. It sits outside the atmosphere of Earth. It has the ability to cloak. Mm -hmm. um, but it is one of many ships that are just kind of in the in the out, outer regions of Earth and support. Okay. How long has the ship been there? Does it ever move or is it always like stationed there? What do you know about that? So there's like, uh, I just saw like an immediate echoing of lots of ships mm. and lots of different realities. Um, they're saying it doesn't really stay in one place, but as we understand it, as the human beings understand it, it is in one place outside of Earth. But the ship goes all kinds of places. It's like traveling through the multiverse um, mm -hmm. across all time and all reality. It's never still. It's like everywhere and nowhere at the same time. That's how they put it. Um, but in linear time, yes, it stays here. I see. And are there others on the ship with you? that you see or so everyone has like it's like their original blueprint is on the ship so like for me that's the angelic essence not everyone ha is like me mm -hmm. like some people are more like um, they might have a dragon essence or or maybe they're Octurian or whatever it is, that is here on the ship. It's an extension. The beings that are on the ship are truly on Earth. Mm -hmm. 
living out a human experience, but completely attached to this ship, to the wisdom held within the ship and their mm -hmm. soul blueprints. Um, they are masters. Mm -hmm. These people are masters. They have lived through many lives, many incarnations in service to love and light to source. Um, and they've chosen to assist this planet as she is going through a transformation. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you when Amanda is not on a life assignment, what does she normally do? Is she here on this ship or what, is, what does she do when she's not normally on earth doing a life assignment? What does that feel like? So there's, um, they're like showing me how I get in like this diamond thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a little pod, it's like a little diamond pod. And with the other angels, we like create ley lines around different realities as I understand it so using sound and mm -hmm. creating configurations in these pods we try to bring harmony around certain realities it's to help with the organization as realities are formed or they come into being to um to just have like certain the certain encoding of harmony in a certain place at a given time. If you could give a message right now for people, like for humanity, like what's the most important advice or message that you could give us right now about this time and place that we are? Um, so it's all coming down to your ability to go within the heart. Mm -hmm. You have to go into the hearts, the shields, the walls, um, all these little places that are blocked, all the anger, all of that. It's time to let go of it, to dissolve it, even if it's scary, and to go into the hearts. This is what's needed for your world that you find, you create a new way of being for everyone just by going into your own heart into the presence of you from a heart center and also feeling into the place and space of Gaia and that is also a very heart encoded frequency and when your heart and Gaia's heart merge, which is continuously happening. It is allowing the birthing of the new to come forward. So drop in to the place and space at which you are now. And this is the best advice we can give you as there are tons of timelines continuing to collapse both personal and collective the more presence and grounding that you can find rooting into earth really feeling the support of earth we recommend tai chi practices getting a sense of what your chi is the feeling of energy the feeling of energy from earth this will greatly support you and nourish you as you all are getting used to being within a space of no time, unfolding and responding to the vibration at which you are all carrying. You mentioned that timelines are collapsing. What What is causing that? What can you tell me about that? Gaia is going through dimensional shifting herself um, 
so everything exists within the multiverse um and so there was like a, a linear reality that all of you that are here and all of you that are listening to this now you are all on that linear reality mm-hmm. that was the world as you had known it and then things started lifting up a bit higher and you were existing within many realities at a given time and it just keeps lifting because Gaia's consciousness it was very low when you were on that linear reality your vibrations were very low and dense which is why your culture was a certain way why you had certain structures and systems in place while all of that is lifting up and you're existing within many multi-dimensional realities at once and each of you intuitively and instinctively can feel this which is why your technologies have been created which opens up potential realities for each one of you and you're all having to discern as a collective what you want the new reality to be because it can be anything that you choose there's no one way it has to go there's no one outcome And it's all what you choose in the present moment. So as a collective, as you're feeling and sensing one another, you're choosing what that highest timeline is, what that unfolding of Gaia, what her, what the outcome of her awakening and her evolving and unfolding is going to be. And we'll also let you know this, that this is a a continuing process for her. That even when this current collective is no longer incarnating, that the unfolding is still going to continue and it's just going to expand and evolve more and more. So this raise in vibration that is causing different timelines to collapse, um, would you say that this is maybe causing the what we know as the Mandela effect to happen? What would you say about that? Ah, mm. uh, yes. Um, and it's also to strike fear into you. Um, mm. It's to create like confusion within the and within the present place and space that you're at now. Mm-hmm. So that you start questioning things in a more fear-based direction. Stay anchored in your heart because we will say that anything that is fear is illusion. It cannot harm you. Mm-hmm. And it will not harm you. Anything that is real is love. And to stay focused on that and to not worry about the things that bring you down into fear. You can think of these as nothing more than glitches. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. And it's not like some agenda to harm you, that your spirit cannot be harmed. And to remember that as well, this is a very important message. And that you cannot be harmed. Your spirit is with source now. You are fully protected. No matter what it is you see out pictured in your reality. And the more you can anchor into your own knowing of that. And to really help yourselves feel secure the more change you're going to see around you for the higher good. I I notice that you are making a formation with your hands right now. Uh, Some people might call it the pyramid of power or um, that has many names. What can you tell me about, about the formation that you're making with your hands right now? What does it mean? And does it help you channel? What do you have to say about that? Um, Amanda channels light language through her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, this is facilitating a healing through her solar plexus, but it's also channeling that same healing for those that will be listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's um, just universal light being channeled through her, the vibration in her words, as well as the gesture coming through her hands. Very interesting. I see that. I see that formation <laughs> a lot. I see a lot of people doing that lately with their hands. And so, um, all right, I want you to follow me now. We're going to drift and float forward. Thank you for the information that you have given us. Follow my voice as we drift and float, floating and drifting deeper and deeper into relaxation, letting go of any thoughts or worries as we drift and float. Now, I'd like to ask that the subconscious higher self of Amanda please step forward. As you are one with Amanda, you can freely use her voice to speak. As you relax into the body, you can feel free to scan the body from head to toe. You can use any parts of the body to speak that are required. Calling forward the subconscious, higher self of Amanda. May I speak with Amanda's subconscious, please? Yeah. Hello, how are you today? (laughs) Quite well. Thank you for coming forward to chat with us. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. As you feel into the body um, that Amanda is in, I'd like to ask for you to scan the body and just let me know if you find any blocks in any of the chakras or anything. Um, There is a block within the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, Many upgrades have been occurring through the throat chakra. Um, but there are so many attachments to like the external world mm-hmm. needs to be cleared. Her channel her channel is going through an upgrade. So the auric field around her, um, she is learning how to keep it very clear. And so we're just going to remove those attachments, um, Thank you. showing showing the clarity within the channel. There is a wall within the heart. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Where does that come from? The feminine lineage. So the female ancestors. Um, it's just a pattern that mm-hmm. uh, is being worked through. She is learning how to surrender to the divine masculine. And there's like this stubbornness and resistance. Okay, I'd like um, to dig, dig a little deeper into that. When you say it's um, from the divine feminine lineage, let's go back. Let's really find the root cause of that. Do you see that that's attached to a specific person or lifetime what is what is the root cause of of that block? Um, like uh, the family, the men, the partners that the women choose mm-hmm. tend to be men with anger problems. that are more stern controlling and it's like the same pattern over and over again there's i mean we can go back to the very original uh it's a medieval period of time Mm -hmm. okay um and this partner is just chosen for safety but the irony of it is the pattern that unfolds within the relationship is not feeling safe. Okay. All right. Let's cut the ties to that original timeline, please. It's just any cords that are linked to that timeline. 
Just imagine that we are cutting those ties and the wall will naturally fall down. It is around the heart. Just allow that to happen. Clear that space for her. And you mentioned the throat chakra earlier and that you were going to help her by clearing the throat chakra. Would you say that this is, um, we were talking before the session about if there was any, um, we're talking about visibility. And so would you say that this um, that this block in the throat chakra, is that impacting her, her visibility or her wanting to be seen and, and speak her truth? Is that linked in any way? Oh, yes, absolutely. There's too much worry about how things are being perceived. Mm. And it's distorting the work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's distorting the creative product. You need to be co-creating with the divine and listening Mm -hmm. to what we are saying. And so the guidance has been to take three weeks off from creative projects, from work, to Mm -hmm. rest, to re-nourish, and to allow the channel to get really, really clear and clean. And so we gave her the analogy of old spiritual masters that lived in caves Mm -hmm. and they attracted students. They attracted their work. And the way that they did this was through their energy alone. That's how people were able to find them. And then word of mouth, of course. And so this is the same for all of you that are spiritual practitioners is it's not about the algorithm. It's not about being liked or accepted or conforming to the standards of your current day and age. You are all here to be very unique, rebellious individuals <laughs> in your encoding. Yeah. And so the work you produce needs to be a reflection of that. Get your channels very clear. And allow the energy to inform those that are intended to be your students. There are soul contracts for those that you are destined to work with. Know that this is the path of your destiny. And not there's no interference. Nothing can stop it. And this will clear the distortions from your field. It will clear the blocks to visibility. Remember, you're here on a mission, and you might know that on the surface, but really know it in your whole being and body, and then you won't have to be comparing yourself to any anything that you're seeing or sensing in the outside world that will keep you from being hooked up to that particular blockage. Thank you for that information. Um, and as we get ready to wrap up with this session, I, we have just one more question. Um, is there any underlying beliefs as you check and you really feel into her belief system that are blocking, um, that are blocking anything for her as far as either abundance or clients um, or anything in life? Do you find that there's anything as far as her belief systems that's blocking for her? like um i'm not allowed to that's not for me Mm. that's for other people but not me okay let's dig into that belief where uh, what's the first impression um is it is it stored in the body anywhere do we find that in the body it's stored within the liver there's anger associated with it let's dig a little deeper into that digging into that feeling um, into the liver. Is there a person or an event that that is linked to? What's the first thought that comes up with that? It's more, more of the, the distorted encodings from the female ancestors. Mm-hmm. And the female ancestors are also here. And they're asking for this to be cleared from the family line. 
Okay. Let's go ahead and do that today. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you are raising her vibration, her channel. I'd like mm -hmm. to ask you to really just sink into the body as much as you can, anchor into her body right now. I want to ask you if you're able to clear her channel and raise her vibration for her today. Just allow that yeah. to come through and to clear the block. Just really allow that to happen. And she's feeling chills in her whole body. Um, and this is just the purging, mm -hmm. the releasing. Okay. And is there anything that you can activate for her today? Um, any activations or energy upgrades in addition to vibrationally? Yeah, there are um, many keys and codes being turned on. Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing the work on her body today and for raising her vibration. You know, she's really, really going to appreciate that and everything that you have come forward today to show her and to tell her. And you know that the information and advice that you've given is going to resonate with the time and place of where she's at in her life now. I'd like for you to follow my voice again. I'm going to ask that the subconscious receive back to where it belongs with much love and thanks for all of the information that it has been given today, I know that she is really going to appreciate it. Any of the entities or lives that we were living or speaking to can also recede back, back into the past where they belong. Hey, Amanda. So what an amazing and powerful session that was. I just loved that experience. How are you feeling right now? I am still really spacey and we did take a little break in between yes. the session. So I ate a full meal to do some grounding stuff and I still feel very spacey. That's normal. That's like part of how you feel after a session. Mm -hmm. But other than like the normal spacey feeling, I feel really good. I thought the information that came through was interesting. It's always interesting to me because I don't, necessarily sit around and think about dimensions yeah and that's and that just was coming through so strongly from whatever I was channeling seemed like my angelic self and some of Commander Ashtar and the Galactic Federation so it's always interesting to me when it's stuff that comes through that I'm not sitting here thinking about yeah yeah, it's interesting. Even as a practitioner, sometimes I wonder like how much of sessions are influenced by our conscious mind. And we practice this and you're also a practitioner of BQH as well. And we get sessions often and we exchange. And for people listening out there who maybe have never had a session, there comes a point where I don't know how else to explain it other than like I call it hollow body where you just completely let go and when you're talking under the session, kind of like on the sidelines, listening to the stuff coming through, almost like cars that are passing by and you're like, what the heck was that? Or like, <laughs> how was that feeling like for you? Is it a similar feeling of a hollow body and like you're aware, but you're not really aware? Yeah. So it almost feels like I'm in the background. Like I'm just, of course, it is my body. It is my voice. It is my words. But I'm not directing the words. I'm not directing the stream of consciousness. I have moved out of the way. And yeah. it's like you said, surrendered to, and a lot of it is very energetic. You're surrendering to an energy. And that's what channeling is, the surrendering to the energy that is streaming through your channel. 
to yeah. re- so messages can be received. Now I am or I consider myself to be a conscious channel. So there are some people that when they channel, they maybe don't remember what happened. So Bashar, for example, like he is channeling a very high vibrational energy. I can imagine he probably doesn't always remember what he had said. He just loses sense of time and space, but you can even feel it when you listen to him. The energy is so incredibly high vibrational that he has to like go to sleep, so to speak. But I'm not necessarily that way. I'm a conscious channel in that I'm aware of the information that's coming through. I like, I'm in the background analyzing it too. I'm like, when they were talking about the dimensional shifting, I'm like, that's interesting that you're talking about that because I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that is what I was thinking in my own mind. I'd like to clarify something for listeners too, because if you've never had a session before, not everybody channels. So you channeled today, but you don't have to be a channeler and there's no pressure to channel or anything like that. And I, and I noticed that you like a switch that flipped. So when we first dropped into your session today, you know, you were walking in the woods and you were a lady walking in the woods. And I've definitely felt like I'm talking right then and there. That's being guided by your higher self. It's very much, you just relax. So you're telling me like what's feeling. And then when you saw the ship and the crop circles, and then in, you went up onto the ship, I feel like you switched. And then mm-hmm. you started, that's when I feel like you started to channel. And would you say Sorry. the same thing that that, that did, would you say the same thing that like, it was almost like you transitioned at that point from maybe your higher self leading to the session to then all of a sudden you're channeling? Yeah. So something energetic happened as I was looking at the crop circle. So it felt to me like there were light codes, like just emanating from them. And this happened a lot as I've done these kinds of sessions. Like I will tell people like that are listening, like your first session might not be like this at all. I've done quite a few past life regressions and my first past life regression, I wasn't channeling anything. I was just seeing past lives. Yeah. But the more I've done it, the more it's shown to me and the more that my gifts are like tuned, honed in and I see more. So yeah, that was like light codes and it was very activating for me. Mm. And then I think they really wanted me to go up to the ship. I think that's why that ship wanted to be it wanted to be on your podcast today. The Galactic Federation <laughs> was like, we want to talk to Jennifer Mitchell on the Soul Traveler. Yes. <laughs> so they were like, we're just going to drop My it. Whatever it was, they really wanted it heard by the listeners of the show. So that's why they showed up. That is so cool. An interview with the Galactic Federation. I love it, <laughs> too. The ship yeah. is part of the Galactic Federation, you said. Yeah, the uh, whole ship. And it's like a floating city, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. A golden floating city, which is very interesting to me. Um, we could pick that apart if we wanted to. but Yeah. Because um, it didn't look like a spaceship. Like, when I think of a spaceship, I think of a classical, like, oval-looking gray thing. Yeah, like a saucer. Yeah, this was not like that at all. It was just like a very beautiful city. And then you just like absorb into it. And then the first thing I saw was Commander Ashtar. Like, I'm not even sure what the inside of the ship looked like because I wasn't paying attention to that. I know we should have explored that. I was like, why didn't we explore it? We could have. But we can always have another session. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's so many things you can explore. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's like you just have to pick the direction that you're going right now because it can go in so many directions it really can and then we talked with your angelic higher self and a lot of information and messages really came through about timelines that are shifting and humanity and I snuck my own question in because I'm really obsessed and I think listeners will find I'm really obsessed with the Mandela effect so I was like wait a minute you're talking about timelines shifting like I have to ask so I snuck that question in about the Mandela effect 
But we talked about like the raising and lowering of vibrations. And that information to me was very interesting. And I think it aligns for so many people right now. And we're definitely going through a shift. But the planet is definitely shifting. Dolores Cannon talked about this, what, in the 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's coming to fruition now. I think with everyone, especially if you're listening to the show, we probably can feel the shift in timelines or dimensions or energetically even. So it's interesting, the explanation that came through for that. Yeah. And I don't know how much you know about mantis beings, but the words that were coming through on what Gaia is doing, it's very... This is just like a group of star seeds I have connected with, like in my own time. It's very mantis being oriented because mm-hmm. mantis beings perceive and see things in so many dimensions. And it really felt really aligned with that. And that, oh, this planet is just like, she's just tapping into her full ability to see, perceive, and understand that. And we just so happen to be the human beings that are like, caught in the middle of that and of course we've chosen to be here for it like none of us are unknowing about it or at least on a higher level we've definitely agreed to be here to witness it and to go through our own evolution and transformation through all of it but it is very ungrounding i'll say and that's why they kept saying you need to anchor into your heart and ground your feet and pay attention to your space and place because as we go through these shifts it is disorienting we're constantly like evolving almost every day every week like it's a bi-daily bi-weekly thing where we're like going through all these shifts and evolutions and it's just things that our ancestors maybe did not have to go through at the rate at which we're going through them so yeah the self-nourishment all the ancient like medicine wisdom all of that is coming forward for us to return to because as we know the western model of medicine just isn't working (laughs) for us yeah like we're not parts and pieces take that part out but it has its place Holistic medicine might not be able to sew you up if you got in a tragic car accident. Yeah. Western medicine is wonderful for that. I love that we have that as an option. But as far as healing the deep core wounds that are causing chronic diseases, we need the holistic medicine. We need hypnosis and Reiki and all these other modalities to bring us into resonance, to clear our channel and to heal at the root, to heal the family line, all of the things. Yeah. And let's talk about that because a little bit too, because when you're talking about generational and our ancestors, so again, we started off, I feel like your higher self was very present at the beginning of the session as we're walking through the woods and then we shifted and we went upon the golden city ship (laughs) and you started to channel but then we went back as a club forward your higher self we went again and reconnected to your higher self and i asked your higher self to scan the body and it came through that in your heart chakra that you have a wall or like a block in the heart chakra that was connected through generations. And I, I always am a root cause kind of person. I blame it on my background and like root cause analysis. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, let's dig on that. Like, where is that coming from? What's the root cause? Why is it there? Who is it attached to? And so you were able to trace that back to, through your ancestral lineage. And so that is to me like something, things that come up often in the sessions as well. So when you talk about generational and then like things that are still impacting and affecting us and cutting those ties, that's music really interesting too. Has that come up to you before in, in a session? Has it ever come up for you before? I believe the first session I had done with you, this came up. So it's interesting that it I forget. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So many yeah, sessions, I, right? I, I, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> But it's interesting because it's like a full circle moment. You've discussed this before, you've healed this before, but it's like the healing still, for my consciousness, as I am now, I might need like 
to solidify that or to return back to that endless spiral of healing. So it's interesting that it came up again. I think that was the first time, the first session you and I had ever had together and when we first met. Yeah. <laughs> that came forward. And I've done a lot of healing since then on the feminine side, the ancestral side. So maybe it's just like coming up for review. It's coming up for me to see and observe it again because now I have a new perspective. I'm not as judgmental towards myself or towards the family line as maybe I was back then when we did that first session. So it was really cool to see that. And it was also cool that the ancestors were there and they were like, please clear this. Like we're here with you. We we want this cleared from the family line. So I think it's nice to realize that the support from the family line is there. Mm -hmm. And that's just like the reminder for myself, like call on the ancestors, call on the feminine lineage, especially if I feel like a heart wall Mm -hmm. is showing up. Hazel Travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes. Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. You'll even connect directly to the Akashic Records so that you could get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you could listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. One thing that I asked during the session and I noticed as you were channeling your hands, I see that a lot. And yeah, so I asked about that. I've heard it. It's usually called like the pyramid of power is like what I hear it. But so like when you are doing that, is that how you connect through channeling? Is it, were you even consciously doing that? Or is that just like... I was not consciously doing that. So I do, when I channel, move my hands like in all kinds of arrangements. And as it's been explained to me, Sometimes I'm drawing symbols when I'm doing that. Yeah. And it's bringing the light codes in. It's the channeling of universal light through the hands, and they just will spontaneously move on their own. Now, I have been working with a pyramid in my personal energetic practice. Yeah. Every morning, I just visualize a pyramid of light coming around me. So I don't know if that might be why you were seeing the pyramid coming through my hands. It's my understanding if you watch Bashar and other channelers, like really strong channelers, they always do that. So that's why I was like, is that how you're connecting? Is this your connection? Yeah, look at all the Bashar videos. He's doing like this, the pyramid. So that's why I was curious because I'm not a channeler. I've shut that off. <laughs> I may think I could channel, but it's not for me. I don't think, at least not now. But I see that the channelers will do that. So I'm like, is that like the connection? Like meaning like you're connected and it's flowing through so that's why I was curious about that but I find it interesting because you it doesn't seem like you were consciously maybe aware that you were even doing that which goes to further support the validity of it yeah it goes, very natural uh, I, and kind of unconscious thing that you were doing maybe yeah it does seem like it was like an energetic anchor if you will yeah, that's what I was wondering. So that's why I was like, hey, I see you're doing this. And like, like I said, I've noticed Bashar do it. And someone else I was watching channel was doing that too. And I thought that was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it must be like an anchor. Now I'm sure you're going to be a little more aware of it if you, if you do it again. Yeah, I find it interesting that's been showing up in meditation too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's all related to be revealed in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And as a fellow practitioner of BQH, you know, clients can, I'll, I'll drop all of your information because I want anybody who resonates with you to be able to come through and, and book a session with you. And that's how we met. And I've had a beautiful session with you. I'd like to actually touch on that. Didn't even realize that subconsciously I had so much grief from the passing of my grandma and things that happened in my childhood. And so in the last session that we did, I was able to regress back to this beautiful lifetime. And it's so interesting when you do these sessions, when the memories come through, they're like your memories permanently. They are for me. I can't tell the difference between my past life regression memories and this lifetime memories. Oftentimes they're just both so strong and crystal clear. So I was this little girl, I want to say like maybe in the 1800s, and my name was Sarah, and I was like in the woods or in this field, excuse me, and like I was having a beautiful picnic with my parents and was running around. I think like my mom and my dad were like chasing me and like we had regressed there. And when my higher self, you asked like, why did you show her this lifetime? It's because to show me that I once had the family unit that I craved in this life experience. And I just wanted to say, actually, thank you for that session. Because I often reflect back on that. It's all, Frequently, I'll have sessions that really resonate and stick with me. And then some mom be like, okay. And not that they're not, they don't stick with me. But maybe the message doesn't, isn't as long lasting as like that one. And so that was like a beautiful session. And as I really felt so connected with you as a practitioner. <laughs> Yeah, I often think back to that session as well, because it is one of the more significant ones. Because as a practitioner, there are just certain sessions that are just very synergistic. Like you're just Mm -hmm. like reconnecting with soul family or something. And I often reflect back to that session because it was such a beautiful healing that came through for you. I was so honored to be able to hold this space with you. Because to me, that's what I think we're doing here. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now doing this podcast, it's not tiered. Like we're just co-creating with spirit to bring something forward that maybe other people need to receive. And that's what a past life regression is. It's just two people holding space and we're there to guide you to facilitate whatever is needed for your highest good. Um, and I love doing that. And yeah. I love that you mentioned that session because it's one I I always think about. Aww. It was very a very special time. It was actually my first session ever. Billy, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I do remember that. It was your first session. I remember walking away thinking, oh my goodness, she is so powerful of a you know, practitioner. And like everybody, it's really important that you align energetically again with your practitioner. So if you're feeling drawn to a certain person, then that's a practitioner for you that is going to really draw out or be able to connect the most, I think, with your higher self. But what came through was so unexpected. I had no idea that healing was going to happen. And I remember, I think it was like blubbering even. Oh, like I was crying. We, like when we, yeah. when we started to release these emotions, I had no idea were trapped in my body, like for who knows how long. And they were in my solar plexus. And after that session, I like even I cried even more. And I went and I took like an Epsom salt bath just to like clear. And I listened on that recording because sessions for anyone listening, when you have your session, it's a two part experience. You do really need to listen to your recording because you might wake up and think, oh, I remember everything. But you definitely do not. (laughs) So when you listen to the recording, it just brings a kind of like a puzzle piece and it like just connects everything and it brings forward that quantum healing. And I remember afterwards, like the rest of the day, I was just processing and I'm like, I just felt like this weight had been lifted. I love though that you also reflect back to that session. And I forgot that it was your first one. Yeah, I love everything you just said. Because you've also had an angelic healing, too, that came through really really strong. I think that's, like, part of what you were very held by the angels. Yeah. Which helped to facilitate such a deep release. But, yes, definitely listen to your recording. And I always tell people this because you will receive specific guidance sometimes, either from you as yourself in a past life or from your higher self or a guide 
like there are specific words that come through sometimes and there's no way that you can remember every little detail so it's always nice for you to be able to be in a receptive mode and to receive that again when you're more conscious and it can help click like oh that's the pattern that I have in my life now and so you can really start seeing that in your day-to-day life and addressing the places that you're working on shifting and evolving through. Absolutely. Definitely agree with all of that. And as we wrap up, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and just like really helping us to display what BQH is all about. And it's a very natural state. It's nothing to be scared of or anything and so I know some people could be a little apprehensive who maybe have never had a session I know I was but I just want to just let everybody out there know that it's natural it's beautiful your higher self has amazing messages for you and it is here and it wants to help you and so thank you for coming on and just really showing that today and being vulnerable and open for people to experience a session along with us yeah it was an honor to be able to be on and I'll just say to all of you I go pretty whenever mm-hmm. I go into a session but the way it works the it's very safe you're called back into your conscious mind your conscious body everything sealed in protection and I'm someone I pop right back up and I'm just myself and I feel fine the only thing is I might feel a little ungrounded And we'll always give you recommendations for what to do after that. Usually eat a meal, eat some dark chocolate. That also helps. Go be in nature. Take an Epsom salt bath. All those things will help you come back into your body. But it's part of the healing. Lifting up, reconnecting with all those higher aspects of yourself, but then coming back down and using that information to integrate so that you can move forward with more clarity and ease. Yeah. And where can listeners go to find you? Of course, I'll drop all of your information in the show notes, but anybody who you know, wants to connect with you, where can they find you? So you can find me on my website at angelicharmonyhealing.com. Very active on Instagram out of all the social media channels. And you can find me there at angelic underscore harmonies one one one. I'm also on TikTok under that same handle. So please, I invite you to follow me. I am so happy to have the community and the platforms that I have. And I look forward to connecting with all of you. Lovely. And then also real quick, I feel called to ask you, you do in-person sessions. Do you offer in-person sessions? I do. If you're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Mm -hmm. um, and I know some listeners are like, this girl's in Mississippi. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So if you're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, I do have some in-person offering and you'll need to email me to schedule that because that won't be on the website. But for everyone else, it's online sessions through Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do Reiki too. That's also online. But I have a little bit of both. But if you're a local to my area, just send me an email, which you'll find on my website. And we can set something up for in-person as well. Lovely. It was so amazing connecting with you again. I'll absolutely have you back on the show. <laughs> so thank you. And you're welcome. Yes. I can't wait to get this episode posted. And I'll see you soon, Amanda. Yeah. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, Quantum Healing Hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.